Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Yesterday, I encouraged you to make time for delight, to pause and notice anything unexpected or beautiful. In a similar vein, today's tip is to make time for connection. No matter how busy you feel, you do have time to engage meaningfully with the people around you, both in person and virtually. In the long run, moments like these probably matter more than many other demands that feel urgent. People, it turns out, are a good use of time. I keep track of my time, I have for five years now, and so I know exactly how I spend my hours. When I first pulled together this episode, it was February, and I'd been noticing how long my weekday mornings had become. With kids in three different schools plus an infant, everyone was on a different schedule. I would be up early, feeding the baby. Then I'd have my coffee while the middle schooler was eating breakfast, so he could head off to his early morning choir practice, with my husband usually driving him. The preschooler would wind up in the kitchen at some point after that, followed by the elementary school-aged kids. I would often be sitting in my kitchen in breakfast mode for 90 minutes. In the original version of this episode, I mentioned that this was a lot of time. But in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that much time. I had decided to make my peace with it, because these long mornings spent over the breakfast table meant that I was available for whatever my kids wanted to talk about before they all went their separate ways. Well, fast forward two months, and these days, No one is going much of anywhere. Mornings have changed a lot. So have all the other hours. We're connecting quite a bit these days, more than any of us ever thought we would. There are some challenges to this, of course, and there are also some upsides. In the past, I was often trying to convince myself that yes, you have time to connect. You don't have to race off. Now that there is nowhere to go, this is even more apparent. Of course, eventually life will get back to something approaching normal. If there's any good coming out of all this social isolation, I hope it is a recognition that our connections to others are incredibly precious. I hope this realization will challenge us to see that, even in a busy schedule, it's worth looking for times to connect. It's worth realizing, when these times are happening, that you don't actually have to rush off to the next thing. This is true for family members for friends, for colleagues, and even for people you don't necessarily consider yourself to be all that close to. Someday, people will be walking back into their offices. And when you do walk into that office, you can recognize that you have time to say hello to the security guard. You have time to ask your colleague about the baseball game he was so excited about. And you have time to listen to his answer. You have time to look the person behind the lunch counter in the eye and ask her how she's doing and to thank her for handing you your sandwich. We may appreciate this on some level. You know full well that you aren't being efficient by deleting email newsletters on your phone while you're in the lunch line. When life gets back to normal, we'll be thrilled with humanity for a while. And then we will revert to the same bad habits. That's why it helps to keep repeating this phrase. People are a good use of time. Indeed, connections can make us feel like we have more time. For my book, Off the Clock, I had 900 busy people track their time for a day. 
I found that the people who spent the most time engaged with family and friends had the most abundant perspective on time. They felt like they had more time than people who spent an equivalent quantity of time on TV or social media. When you keep repeating the phrase that people are a good use of time, it helps direct you in that split second at the photocopier when you decide whether or not to engage with the colleague who wants to tell you about her engagement. Or when you decide to pick up the call from that elderly relative that would be so easy to dismiss because you're trying to wrap up at work. Or when you run into a neighbor getting off the subway that you're about to get on. You can see that there's another train arriving in three minutes. So you can talk about the building's seasonal decorations and be fully present, knowing that you weren't going to do anything more important in those three minutes. Truly, you do have time to connect. You'll still get where you need to go, but the journey will be richer and more meaningful along the way. How do you make time for connection? I hope you'll let me know. You can reach me at Before Breakfast Podcast at iHeartMedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.